Tim, I told Jordan, I drove over here, windows down, blaring Leonard Skinner's Freebird. I don't even know why I had to specify Leonard Skinner's Freebird. There is Whenever only you're one. listening to it, you, there, I mean. There is only one. It's the proper way to and describe it. Sometimes I feel like, am I being a douchebag playing my music super loud with my windows down? And with a lot of songs, I would say yes. With Freebird, no one's going to be upset by that. No. No, no one will be I upset think you have to that. you have to look to see what, what kind of song it is. Is if there's profanity, yeah, 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 they're gonna be pissed. But, but I if mean, it's if, Free Bird, everyone's down for Free Bird. Absolutely. That that I mean, that, I go I go around town blazing uh, Hans Zimmer all the time. People enjoy it. People look at me and they're like, "You're a Hans fan." I'm like, "Yes, I am." They're like, "Right on." Are they speaking through their window or are they actually rolling their they, window down and telling this? They tell me with their eyes when they look over. Are you sure they're excited about that, or are they... Who isn't excited for Hans Zimmer? I could, I could assume a fair amount of people don't know who Hans Zimmer is. Well, you know, those people need to find Hans Zimmer well, and add him into their lives. I would I would be, uh, I would have to agree. I'd have to agree. It's a beautiful day here in Kansas City. My God, it is gorgeous. 72 degrees outside? Tell you what, I got off work. Which is kind of like technically my last day there. Really, it's I, I. That's like my last actual shift at Apple. Oh, oh, oh redact that. <laughs> I don't no. Wait, I don't work there anymore. Who cares? Yeah, it was my last shift at Apple, and uh, went straight. Yeah, <laughs> went straight home, and I freaking uh, yeah. I played I, some party in the USA. Yep. Yep, and then I poured myself a strong, dark, and stormy. Jordan, you want to turn me up a little bit more? I'm feeling like I'm not coming through a lot. Me, I'm hearing me, you let me loud hear. and clear. Let me hear. Let me hear. But yeah, man, uh, so I've been drinking. Uh, How I, are you I, feeling? I'm How are you feeling, feeling right now? I, got, I went home, made myself a dark and stormy to celebrate my So what is day. what is a dark and stormy? A dark and stormy is a drop of rum, and when I say a drop, I mean a bucket of rum in over ice with ginger beer and lime that is the traditional that is the traditional dark and stormy however i have mixed it up a little bit and i call it the dark and stormy seas and i call it that because i put in some orange bitters now as we all know pirates and sailors on the sea in the early to late 1600 through 1700 through 1800s would often contract scurvy if they did not have enough vitamin c so mm. I thought adding a dash of orange bitters would take the dark and stormy to the dark and stormy seas because certainly they had to have a lot of vitamin C to keep from getting that scurvy. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Um, sorry. I'm, I'm laughing because every time you say C, it's like a sharp knife going into my ear. C. Please stop that. <laughs> no, yeah. Scurvy is a, a real thing. So side note, the uh, pirates also love rum. So that was the first hard alcohol that I actually tried in college ah. solely because pirates like rum. I was like, you want to know the I first hard alcohol I ever tried in college? You witnessed it. I do. Ten was, seconds later, you're blacked it out. It was, uh, I believe, not even bottom shelf vodka. It was vodka that you literally have to lift the shelf up and peel up the old oh, yeah. tile of some shitty Barton's. gas station. It was Barton's. And then whatever you, you, whatever you, know, right? whatever you harvest out of that is what I took a fifteen second pull of, and that's where that that's where well, a young Max found out his limits real quick. It was very, it was a very quick fifteen seconds, real quick. Wow, that was it was a quick fifteen seconds. <laughs> it was it was probably I pulled probably right around seven, 
and that was a disaster because not I you know when people do polls, it seems like they're like you know not liberally liberally drinking it like you would chug a bottle of water or a beer. They're just like doing a a sucky suck. I think this mm-hmm. had no little even thing over the top that's supposed to slow the pour. So, oh no! And I just chugged it like water because I wanted mm. it to be real cool. And man, that turned into disaster. And that turned into a video that you will never show anyone else on planet Earth. Besides I wonder if I still have that. I really hope you don't. As a matter of fact, I would almost ask you to delete the video at this point because uh, yeah, not going to wow, happen. I'm not going to lie. That was the one of the worst memories and best memories I have with you. Looking back at it, looking back at it now, hilarious. At the time, I was completely pissed. Yeah. But it was also, you shouldn't have been pissed because this was your own fault. <laughs> you disappeared for like five minutes. You took your little baby 18-year-old boy. I was about to say 18-year-old boyfriend. <laughs> wait, wait. 18-year-old friend. We were dating? Yeah, apparently. jeez. Oh, 18-year-old friend. What? You took me to a frat party. And if let's just be clear here, if you are not literally tied to my waist, what the hell were you thinking? You just let me go. You trusted me. That was mistake number one. You yeah, trusted yeah. me to make any sort of good decision. And let me tell you, apparently, no. <laughs> apparently I was wrong. Yeah, there was no good decision granted, to be there. Granted, I thought you knew your way around alcohol. You had told me previously you've drank before until later that <laughs> night. I find out when you're blacked out. You're like, this is the first time I ever drank. Well, the one time, well, the, the one, I did have, a, I did drink for the first time, uh, like right after we graduated high school. And Brandon uh, and Drew and McKenna and I were in Brandon's basement and he found uh, some shitty vodka that his brother had also left behind. Was it Barton's? It probably was. It was the thing that had a bunch of Russian shitty logos on it. Oh, yeah. What's that? Was it, Svetka? it wasn't Svetka. It wasn't Svetka. Probably it was, not it was that a, classy. It was a white bottle. I, I, I remember it clearly. It was a clear bottle. It was directly a, from Russia. It was a clear bottle with a black label and red embellishments on it. And it was plastic. It was a plastic Oh, bottle. that's Barton's. Yeah, it probably was Barton's. And uh, yeah. we had- it's Gotta we had, be. We had uh, s- screwdrivers. And I had two of them. And that was the first real experience with alcohol. And I was like kind of buzzed. Certainly wasn't experienced enough to go to a frat party, uh, and uh, yeah, that just turned into a disaster real quick. I went. I remember I was like, I don't even like beer, but I'm drinking now. I love beer, of course, um, but I was drinking like five natty lights, and I was like, okay, this is an easy beer to drink because it's basically water. And uh, the number just keeps increasing uh, every time you tell a story. Yeah. It, well, the next time, well, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 until the story reaches peak, uh, peak embellishment, um, I. Uh, and then I remember going into that room, and Gunner was there. Gunner, of all people, was mm-hmm. there. And he was oh, a member yeah. of your frat. Yeah. Tells a couple girls that it's my birthday. And they go, oh, my God, it's your birthday. And they were, like, super, super drunk girls. And um, I don't even remember what they look like. And they're like, you got, oh, my God, you've got to take a pull from this bottle of vodka. Please take a pull. Tip it back and count to 10. And I said, all right, fine. And I did it. And I don't know. I did not get to 10. I don't know what number I got to. All I know well, well, is probably two. It was probably two, Jordan. Yeah, it was two. I, all I know is by the time I put that vodka bottle down, 
I look at Gunner, a person I maybe have had shared one word with since elementary school, <laughs> and he was now my lifeboat, my beacon in the middle of the oh, night. Yeah. Dude. Gunner, of all people, again, I literally have not talked to him since elementary school, and there he is, my last hope <laughs> to get me out of this thing alive. And the next thing I know, you find me. I I remember very little of this night because I I think I out. remember Gunner coming over and he's like Max is yeah, wrong yeah. and I you need to get him. I'm and, like, Bro. and I I don't know if there's a if there's a gif of this, but if there's a gif of a dude busting a door down, that was essentially Tim. He busts the door in basically and like looks around for me, finds me, and he's like, "Let's go back to the, let's go back to my room over here. You need to chill out a little bit." And uh, it was a disaster from there on out. Yeah, but Izzy had a great time. I didn't see him the entire night. I didn't either, and uh, I didn't see anything for the entire night because I was done within an hour. You did do P90X though. I did. I did do. I did do some P90Xs to to celebrate my time in Manhattan uh, while I was drunk. I remember waking up the next day feeling like uh, someone shot me in the face, and I don't know what that mm-hmm. feels like. I imagine I felt like what it feels like when you get shot in the face. It was it was not a good feeling. That's what, you know, that's what alcohol does to you. And hopefully we feel like that this week in Chicago. So let's talk some movies. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> on today's episode, we're going to talk that Joker trailer that released last week. We have a lot of thoughts on that. We're also going to discuss Christopher Nolan's new movie. Robert Pattinson is cast in it, and he's saying the freaking script's amazing. What is that even about? This is Cinemastic. It's time to dive in. Okay, so the Joker trailer, Tim. Well, first, did we did we watch anything this week? I watched. Oh shit! I need to watch the rest of Green Book. I, you haven't finished it. I I, I I rented it two nights ago. And I didn't watch it that night. I rented it, and I was like, shit, I'm too tired to watch this. I can't do this. So I went mm. to bed. Last night, I waited till late again, and I was like, I'm really tired, but I'm doing some laundry. I'll watch this. I watched the first hour of Green Book. Very good so far. My rental expires, I think, at like 11, so I need to make sure I get back. Where'd you rent it from? Uh, Google Fiber. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd recommend it. It's a good movie. Yeah, I've been watching it. Good. Viggo Mortensen, great. Uh, whoever the girl is who played Velma in Scooby-Doo, amazing. Uh, Mahershala Ali, the guy's a freaking phenomenal actor. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Fantastic. God. Fantastic. He has done so many different roles now, and each one of them more different than before. If you watch him in True Detective Season 3... Still haven't seen it. He is incredible. It's crazy because you see him in Moonlight. You see him in True Detective Season 3. You see him in Luke Cage. And he's playing all these different characters. Each one of them have their own feel. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. It truly is incredible. Um, I mean, so, he has one Best Supporting Actor yeah. two of the past three years. So, yeah. And that's really actually the only movie I've watched since our last episode is I've watched half a Green Book. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's one movie I for sure watched. I'm trying to... De- I don't think I've watched anything else. So I finally got around to watching Vice. And you were with me when we watched that. Vice? Vice. Vice. With Christian Bale. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, <Sorry>. my. <laughs> how much How much alcohol did you drink, Max? I tell you what, this is Jameson. Oh, He's my speaking Lord. speaking to me. However. A little Jameson whispering in my ear. Okay. Um, 
there anything <laughs> anyways um no yeah i i really enjoyed vice um Sorry, I, when you said Vice, I thought of like Miami Vice, and I was thinking like Miami, mm. and I'm like, what the what the hell is Vice? Where is he going with this? What is Vice? Did I watch was in the, did I watch some sort of neon filled Miami movie recently that I don't remember? But no, that's actually Vice is the movie with Christian Bale about. Oh shit, we we watched that together. As I said, help. two minutes ago. Help. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, 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 anyways, um, I know we've already talked about it on the show. Um, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a great portrayal. I enjoyed uh, Christian Bale's, I guess, impersonation, his reenactment of Dick Cheney. Honestly, I think after watching that, I think uh, Christian Bale deserved to win Best Actor um, over Rami Malek. Rami Malek did a great job, but Christian Bale's performance was phenomenal. I mean... He got lost in the character. You couldn't really tell a difference. Um, it was just a. It was a very interesting story, um, especially me growing up. I was a kid during the whole Bush presidency, so I didn't know a lot about Dick Cheney and kind of what went behind the scenes. Um, he was very ruthless. He did whatever he needed to. Um, it, politics in general just interests me to see how people actually use you know, that power to influence decisions and then how they can use that to manipulate outcomes and and get what they want. Um, I, I agree with the sentiment that, you know, he, he definitely went too far in certain situations such as, you know, ousting the, um, that one, uh, the wife of the guy who wrote for the, was it the New York times? Um, and then also the fact that he essentially told his daughter to, um, openly say she was opposed to gay marriage, even though their other daughter was um, married to another woman. So um, is is a very good story and just kind of, you know, focus on their life and how they got there. Uh, I mean, you know, just the transformation that took place was was great. So I really enjoyed the movie. Um, would definitely recommend going to watch it. I would probably give it in four out of five. Um now, it's not the best movie. Uh, the film editing wasn't great. It definitely hopped all over the place from time to time. It wasn't as fluid as some other movies I've seen, um, but the actor portrayals were were great. So it, those really carried the movie, um, and I, I think it was phenomenal. I can hear you chewing your eyes on the microphone. I'm sorry. You, you okay there? Yeah, I'm great. That was a great. That was a great view. I, I love feel Vice. like I, I lost you there. Nah, that's that's my second favorite movie of the year. I love that movie. Um, I think it's great. I love. I I think I commented on this before. I just I very much like uh, Adam McKay's kind of scrapbooky type of editing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's like that's what makes his movies fun to watch. Like he's like, hey, I let's, agree. What if we just do this right now? And they're like, right. okay, let's do it. And I they agree. Just put it together. That's something that's really fun. It. it yeah, I agree. I do like that. It's a it's a definitely different take on movies. Um, it just wasn't as clean as The Big Short. It was a little bit more, um, I'd say, all over the place. Uh, there are some scenes that you know either they could have done without or just weren't as long as they needed to be. Um, like parts where you know he was driving drunk, they kept flashing back to that. Um, some of the times it felt a little bit out of place. 
Um, I know they were trying to make a point, but it just didn't really kind of fit into what, what was going on. Um, and it didn't really do a, I'd say, fantastic job defining where they're at within his life because they kept going back and forth. So overall, no, I I thought it was really good. I do enjoy Adam McKay as a director. Yeah, it's it's a good movie. <laughs> you, you okay there, Max? I'm fine, Tim. You just gave me a weird look. I'm fine. Yeah, it's a great movie. Um, very much liked it, and I'm glad you enjoyed it too. Liked it? Uh, yep. And uh, let me tell you, I'm very happy with uh, Green Book. But you haven't finished it. I haven't finished it. So what part did you leave off on? Uh, that part where um, where Hershaw Lee's character uh, shoots that guy in the fucking head um, and, then, uh, and then burns his body. I thought that was a little... I was like, wow. I thought that was supposed to be... So you didn't make movie. it past the first 10 minutes? No, I didn't. Yeah. Mm. No. Interesting. I was like, yikes. That seems a little intense for the feel-good movie of 2018 critics. Okay. So let's move <laughs> on to our next segment. Uh, uh, listeners would just like to state that does not actually happen in the movie. That's a fair point. I would dispute you on that, but... It's a fair point. Yeah, you haven't finished it, so anyways. Let's move on to our big, pretty much only topic of the day, and that is in the news. Mm-hmm. In the news. You know, I've actually had a lot of people text me and say, hey, man, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this trailer. And I said, oh, you mean the Joker trailer? And they said, it yes. wouldn't be a cinematic stick without talking about a DC movie. You're damn right it wouldn't. And let me let me just let's go ahead and talk about it. Let's go ahead and talk the Joker trailer. I am so excited for this movie. That trailer was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That trailer did everything it needed to do to sell the 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 viewer, the the moviegoer on the movie. It showcased Joaquin's acting ability. It showcased its faithfulness to uh, the the comic book with with you know mentioning Gotham and and having all these events happen. It was just great, and it's going to mm-hmm. be a different take on the Joker. And Joaquin, you know, when he takes on any role, he's going for the title on any of that. He's oh, going yeah. to do the best he, he absolutely can. He, yeah, he he gets lost in the character. He is a very good method actor. Um, I mean, have you seen uh, You Were Never Really Here? You've seen that. Yeah. I mean, he does that. He he's portrays a, a you know mentally unstable person who uh, you know has a lot of demons in his life that is yep. trying, you know, to do good, but you know he definitely struggles with that. So I'm really excited for his portrayal of the Joker. Uh, the thing I love about it is the fact that he, you know, you get the origin story. So he starts out as you know a normal person who is fighting, um, you know, his mental illness, um, and then you ultimately get to see him just kind of fall further and further into his Joker persona, um, where he just kind of stops caring about what other people think and he's i guess kind of starts fighting for what he um wants to fight for um one thing that which, really we should mention that the things he wants to fight for is inherently bad correct one thing that uh i read a review um or kind of someone else's take i can't remember who it was 
Um, but the way they described the trailer was at the beginning when, you know, he's still trying to fight, trying to cope with his mental illness, um, he's going up the stairs. And then as he starts to accept who he is, starts to let the Joker persona take over him, he starts going down those stairs and it's sort of a metaphor um, or imagery of him descending into darkness. Yeah, uh, I'm curious. Of the Joker. I'm curious to see if the movie is really gonna say like, "Hey, society made him this way," or if it's going to like just straight up like, "Hey, he's kind of a bad guy himself," even though he's I, getting beat up and stuff. I agree, because you know, inherently, Joker has been a terrible character throughout the yeah. entire comics. So it'd be interesting to see if they take it as like, you no, know, he's genuinely a good guy. Mm-hmm. But it was just he got pushed too far by society. Yeah. It'd be interesting if they took that take. I, I don't think so. I think it's d- going to be one of those where, yeah, he's always had that illness. Certain things lead up to it. You yeah. know, as he's you see always in the trailer. been kind of dark minded. Always been kind of evil right. to begin with, and, and people push him to even further extents. I could see that happening. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I, I don't know how. Even though it would be like heartbreaking to watch, because uh, Joaquin just can p- portray things that well. Yeah, I don't want it to be a thing where he's like, "Hey, he's a good guy," and you know, society makes him a bad person. And right. I'm like, I, I, I would not dig that. I would be like, "Ah, come on." Like I, that's not how the Joker should be born. The Joker does this because he 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 finds joy in doing right. it. The Joker is a bad guy because he loves to be a bad guy. I can almost see it being um, the the direction of the movie is where he gets to a point where he has to ultimately decide does he want to be good or bad, and then that's when you see his his natural self yeah. and he chooses to you know, accept that persona and continue yeah. down the road of being the at Joker. first too. Cause I'm, I, I was still kind of concerned because I, I, the Joker makeup and suit and everything in this movie is great. Mm-hmm. The one thing though, is that like, I, I keep looking at it though. It is great. It's a great design. It was hard for me to accept him as like, I can't, it's hard for me to look at him and say, yeah, that's definitely the Joker there because he does look a little too overly clowny to me with the red, with the red suit and the, and the the red nose and the blue eyebrows and all that stuff. Some of that like just comes off too clowny to me. I'm like, is he really representing the Joker here or is he just coming off too much like a clown? Now, after watching it a couple times, I am totally buying into this as he is the Joker here. He, this is, this is a unique look of the Joker. This is how he's going to look through the movie. This is a unique, uh, styling of this historically, uh, great character. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm going to buy into it. And, 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 and to look, I've already bought into Joaquin's acting and the performance that he's already giving in this trailer. I've already a hundred percent bought into it. The look was the one thing, and I still kind of hope by the end of the movie we get a a glimpse of him and maybe the 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 like traditional Joker stuff, the slicked back green hair, the white face, just the red lips, no, not any of the red nose or the makeup, uh, the the red eyebrows and the blue eyes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. just like the traditional Joker look, purple suit all that i would love to still see that by the end of the movie i don't know if we'll get that right but i would love to still see that uh even if that's like the last scene of the movie is him and his full joker attire which also mm-hmm. like if i'm todd phillips I, I would how do you how do you resist putting him in the purple right how do you resist putting him in the, in right. the full joker garb by the end of the movie you have to be 
Todd Phillips did this Joker movie because he's a Joker fan. He's a comic book guy, and he he had a great story for it. Like so, I I just can't imagine being a fan myself and not you know utilizing that to my own to like wow yeah let's do this at least the last clip have him be the traditional Joker. But yeah, and and the same time so, though Ryan Johnson with Star Wars didn't necessarily do like I mean what you would think someone who has this giant toy box to do with these characters right. and, and he gets to do whatever he wants with Luke. Like he could make this awesome, epic, badass Luke. And he decided to go a different direction and he stuck to his guns with doing that. So, uh, there's two different, there's two, uh, edges to this sword. And, uh, you just, you wonder what to- side Todd Phillips is going to take. Yeah. So one thing I found interesting, I'm trying to find the name of the clown. Um, I can't, I can't find it. It was like some Italian clown from the, um, what was it? It's like, I think from earlier on in the Batman saga, um, essentially what it is, is there, it, it, his makeup is a throwback to that. So if you look at those masks that they used in the dark Knight, um, the makeup is very similar to what, uh, walking Phoenix is using in, um, Todd Phillips. Uh, so the fact that those look alike and it looks like the original clown, it looks like it's a throwback to, um, uh, the earlier comics I'd say um so I think that's really interesting just the fact that you see those you know commonalities between all three um now I'm yeah I agree that at first when I saw the makeup I wasn't a huge fan but you know it, it's more of the how the character is portrayed um but yes I do hope to see him in the purple suit later on but I wouldn't be too obsessed because it's nice to create your own joker um, make him your own thing um, and I think Joaquin Phoenix himself, you know, regardless of what he looks like, if he looks like that the entire movie, I think he'll do a fantastic job. Yeah. What are you smiling about? Nothing. Um, yeah. And, and he's already doing some really cool things with this character right mm-hmm. in the trailer. What uh, what I'm really excited about is the fact that they introduced the Wayne family into the into the the trailer yeah you have a young bruce probably what we think is a young bruce it hasn't been confirmed but i mean if you look I'm at pretty the I- sure it shows on imdb well, it shows on imdb and everything like that just like no one has outright confirmed like todd phillips hasn't outright confirmed that's bruce wayne you just, so by the you just never know until the actual movie is shown right but yeah i'm excited about that so potentially a young bruce wayne be interesting to see how he gets involved in the story um and then his dad thomas wayne That'd be really interesting to see as well. Yeah. What would be cool is since this is a standalone movie from the DCEU, um, if they took the version on where Thomas Wayne becomes Batman, because doesn't it, I think in that arc, his son dies. Is that correct? Bruce dies. So he takes on Batman. That'd be kind of interesting to see. I doubt that because it's a movie solely about the Joker. But that'd be a kind of a cool take that we haven't actually seen. That before. would be kind of interesting. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. But in that take, Bruce's mom becomes a Joker, right? Which is what I was gonna say. But um, yeah, I don't know how that works. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe Martha is Joaquin Phoenix. Why did you say that name? What name? Why did you say that name? Um. Yeah. Uh. Also, the score looks great. Uh. 
Uh, Joaquin has done a total physical transformation for this. He is like super 80, skinny. He's like eighty pounds in this. And that scene, it's by like the way, a... when he's in that in that room and he's like kind of contorting his arms, and you just kind of hear this like like this like it's like a tightening of a string type of noise. I'm like, oh my god, he looks like the Joker. He looks like Arkham City Joker from the games. Like that's how gangly and skinny and kind of weird he looks. Mm-hmm. So hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, fantastic. I mean, extreme transformation. Kind of kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Christian Bale and the fighter. Oh, man. Have you seen the fighter? Yeah. Or Christian Bale and the mechanic. Oh, yeah. That's even more mechanic extreme. even worse. That's even more extreme. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, Joaquin is very much a method actor. There's one guy who commented on Joaquin's acting performance here, and he's like, I never, he's like, I never spoke much to Joaquin because he was just being the Joker the entire time on set. And that's just the way Joaquin goes about business is he doesn't yeah. play a character the entire I time feel on like, set. Didn't they say something similar about Heath Ledger? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, and that's what a lot of, <clears throat> sorry, I just popped my back. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. Let's make it for a great podcast. Let me just, um, okay. Um, <laughs> all right. That's what a lot of the, that's what, I'm sitting over here trying to talk about the trailer. You're over there popping your back. Oh, that was that was a nice relieving pop though. That was like, yeah. Um uh, that's what a lot of these major actors do though. They don't want to break character, so they're they're uh really just trying to stay in character the entire time and allowing themselves to uh um just uh it's you know give the best performance possible and mm-hmm. um yeah i think that's really i think that's really cool because they don't have to get in the zone every time which is nice yeah absolutely i mean acting is an art and being able to completely dive into your artwork dive in oh yeah dive in um and just portray the character yeah, to the best of your ability like living the character yeah. Also, I loved like some of the imagery in this, like the the metaphors, I suppose, the visual metaphors, like uh, Joaquin and when uh, the Joker obviously is in that elevator checking himself into like Arkham City Hospital, and uh, there's that guy freaking out in the bed as Joaquin's car- as the Joker is just. I, I'll just say Joaquin. His name's Arthur Fleck. So Arthur, his name in the movie is Arthur Fleck, who obviously mm-hmm. becomes Joker. So Arthur in this in this elevator is looking straight ahead, and the guy is freaking out in the bed. And it's a great visual metaphor there, like him trying to ignore these freaky out of out of his mind thoughts, even when it's like you know that that's a great thing. Like that's yeah. a great visual metaphor. And it's that, an enclosed space. Yeah. He doesn't have anywhere else to go, and it's literally him trying to ignore what's this happening. freaking out person. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see kind of how the Joker incites like this, the, this riot, these riots, and and how he becomes like this kind of leader of these people who mm-hmm. who are causing havoc in the city. Um, it's just going to be a great movie. I love it, and I hope this. I hope that DC comes out and says this is a DC Elseworlds title. Meaning that those are though there is the DCEU, Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Shazam, and Aquaman. Um, there that even though that exists and that's all in the same universe, this is the DC Elseworlds title of movies where big name actors like Joaquin could come in, 
do a one-time artistic approach to a character, get in and get out, not have to worry about signing on for a huge amount of films, and mm -hmm. uh, give their best effort into, into a performance, and then not have to worry about having to come back for 19 movies to do it. So, And there's so many different like DC graphic novels that they could do these one-off films of, mm -hmm. uh, so I really hope they uh, they do that. I really, really hope they do that with uh, the Joker that they announced that that DC Elseworlds label of films. I think that would definitely differentiate them from Marvel. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So excited for the Joker. Um, anything, any last thoughts before we move on? Um, no, I think I stated everything that I wanted to. So, all right, cool. Um, now Christopher Nolan's new movie is getting, is in the works. Uh, it's, uh, we've talked about it before. It's supposed to be kind of like a, South by Southwest meets Inception, uh, a spy thriller. Isn't it North by Northwest? North by Northwest yeah. meets Inception. <laughs> Whatever. Directions, <laughs> am I right? Uh, compasses. There is um, a lot of hype being built around it. Of course, John David Washington mm -hmm. is the lead, and Chris uh, Christopher... Chris um, Robert Pattinson? <laughs> please help me. Robert Pattinson uh, has been cast as one of the leads as well, and he basically said he got locked down in a room the other day and was shown the, the script where he could read mm -hmm. the entire script in its entirety, and he says it's like just there's something so alluring about Christopher Nolan's work. And he said, this, script, Oh yeah, the script is bonkers. And one of the things too, that I thought, of course, like uh, now I should point out like, of course, yeah, the breaking news lead actor of movie says movie is good. Right. But mm -hmm. what's, what I thought which was one of the more important things I pulled from this, like conversation they had with Robert Pattinson, this, this outlet was that Robert said, you know, he's kind of been very um, wary about doing these big name projects ever since Twilight. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's really stayed away from it. And that his track mm -hmm. record shows that he's done a lot more indie fair, small, small films. But, uh, you know, Christopher Nolan is one of those guys when he comes knocking on your door, you kind of have to answer. And I'm really excited about this for, because a lot of people still remember Robert Pattinson as like, the Twilight Boy only, exclusively. Team and, Edward. Yeah, and that's just yeah. such BS because he is such a talented actor, right? And and he is so good at what he does, and uh, he 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 deserves way more uh, respect than what he gets from a lot of people. Who are like they're, it's like the same type of brand of people who are like who hate Justin Bieber. Still, I'm like, dude, Justin Bieber's like 25 years old, mm -hmm. and he's a really talented singer at this point. Like he's not making baby pop hits like he was when he was 14 like he actually is a decent artist like you don't have to make this this whole joke about it anymore um yeah well the thing about it is it, i mean it's similar to like elijah wood and daniel radcliffe where they start in such successful roles successful movies and then that's all people really remember them for um i'd say you know with him since since Twilight was so successful, um, it, it's really hard for him to lose that shadow. It's always going to be following him. Um, what I'm excited for is, you know, Christopher Nolan, yes, his movies are always great. So I'm not surprised that, you know, he had such a positive reaction after reading it. Um, I'm excited that, one, the cast is going to be phenomenal. And, I mean, really, if you're in a Christopher Nolan movie and you're not a known actor, it 
really helps jumpstart your career. I mean, look at Tom Hardy. Um, he wasn't very well known until Inception came out. After that, um, he started getting those bigger performances. You start to hear a lot more about him. Um, same with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, Killian Murphy, uh, all those guys. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see, one, more information about this movie, what it's going to what the plot's going to be and who else is going to be in it, but then to, to kind of see what happens with these actors' careers afterwards. Yeah, and I wish we could talk about more of this movie, but there's there's very little um, mm-hmm. news. I think it has that. set uh, a set release date of July 2020, so we're still well over a year away. Um, I'm sure we'll get more information in the coming months, but... Yeah, it's very, very small. Very small. There's really no movie news this week. Honestly, it's it's kind of it's I think, been pretty quiet. But I mean, again, Avengers is coming out as yeah. well. No one's going to want to compete with yeah, that. They don't want headlines to be. They're just drowned out by Avengers teaser trailers. And speaking stuff like that. speaking of Avengers, did we talk about that last week? Yeah. Okay. We talked about the teaser trailer. Yeah. Did we talk about how? I mean. The fact that so many people wanted to see Avengers, it crashed like AMC. Fandango. No, we didn't talk about that. That was pretty cool. There so, was, which is funny because like there's so many theaters open that yep. night, and nearly every one of their cinemas is going to be dedicated to that movie. So, oh yeah, I don't, and that's that's, I mean, good. That's awesome. But like, you're going to be able to see the movie, so it kind of it's not going to be that hard to see it that night. Right. I mean, and, you can wait a few days, but again, yeah. no one's going to want to wait a few. Yeah, days. No one's going to wait a few days, but it's you'll be able be to see it. Spoilers galore. Like, I think people. It's shocking that I crashed websites because people were thinking that like the tickets were going to get sold out for every showing. I'm like, there is literally a showing I, like every 20 minutes at every theater. Oh yeah, and they're big well, ass theaters. I think it just shows how excited people are for the movie that. As soon as you can buy tickets, they're like, I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity. Um, but no, like, because I remember I woke up, um, got a message or notification on my phone at like 8 a.m. Say, hey, tickets are available. As soon as I open up the AMC app, it's like, ah, crashed. Sorry, we can't connect you to, you know, our services. I check again six hours later, still down, which is incredible. Six hours of having a down service is extremely long this reminds me of chipotle on their free delivery day they did last week i didn't know that i didn't know they did that they did a free delivery day for national burrito day you got free delivery through the chipotle app and i couldn't order just kept crashing why not just drive to chipotle it's only a 15 minute drive say chipotle again chipotle all right are you sure you didn't just say chipotle chipotle i'll call it chipotle how's that you could drive there, but when you're in bed with just your boxers on watching uh, the office... You're telling me you won't night. go to Chipotle wearing just your boxers? Why would I when I get free delivery? Because it's Chipotle. But it's free delivery. And I was heavily disappointed, but I will say I did end up going that day anyways. It just went, but I was like, I really wish I could have eat this in bed. Ate this. Ate, eaten it. Ate, eaten, uh, ate, mm-hmm. eaten huh? this. E- ate this. Eaten this in bed. Oh, my Lord. Well, Tanner just texted us in the group me saying, I'm sorry again, boys. Yes, he did. So he's going to be really upset when we tell him we've cut him from the podcast forever and he'll never be back. on. I, I don't know if we should do that. Wouldn't it be a 
I'm making Smart the decision. Move. This is my podcast. We're doing this. Mm. I'm just joking. This is our podcast. I like Tanner. I like Tanner a lot. We're not cutting him at all. I don't take me seriously. I'm just making a bit. <laughs> all right. Well, Chuck was supposed to be here too. He didn't. He ended up not making it. He was pretty yeah. tired. I don't blame him. There wasn't me. a lot to and talk the dude, about. The this dude week. lives like at 30 minutes away, and he has to drive in and then drive back right after he worked a long day. I understand. Yeah, that's that's it's tough to do. Yeah. Um okay, well that's in the news. Uh really we didn't there wasn't that much to talk about. We wanted to keep this episode quick. I'm not even sure how quick this episode was. I know we had a lot of stories in there. I think we're about fifty minutes. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. We wanted to uh just kinda discuss random things and just chat and uh get out of podcast this week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for a great podcast. Us laughing at our group text for the Cinemax State group text. Yeah. Oh, you jackass. Uh, Tim just sent a hilarious photo of me to the group chat, and I hate him forever. Um, so, guys, keep an eye on our podcast feed. We have a lot of great content coming up this week. Uh, obviously, this episode, we have a great couple episodes last week. Be sure you take a look at, uh, and listen to those. Uh, lots of great stuff coming soon. Be sure to reach out to us at Cinemastic Pod on Instagram, at Cinemastic on Twitter, CinemasticPod at gmail.com. Send in your uh, questions, um, suggestions, topics, whatever it may be. We'd love to have those on the podcast. Um, also, guys, if you download the Anchor app and you uh, go to the Anchor app and you go to our podcast page in Anchor, you can actually leave us a voice message, which is often an easier thing to do. We can actually patch your voice message right into the podcast and play it back and respond to it. So please go there and do that. Leave us a voice message. We'd love to have that as a part of the podcast. Guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Uh, as I said, be on the lookout for more stuff. Please share. Please subscribe. Please Show this to your friends, family, coworkers, anyone who loves movies, Star Wars, Harry Potter. Even though we haven't done a Harry Potter podcast in three months, we will get to that at some point, I swear. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, I am your host, Max Fozzie at, uh, oh God, Max Liedem at Max Fozzie. You do that every time. And I've had too much to drink. And with me, as always, my buddy Tim. Hello. At Tim Trist. There it is. On Letterboxd and Instagram. Yep. Reach out to us. Keep an eye on our pages. Love you guys so much. Take care. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Have a good week. May the force be with you.